Hey everybody, welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. I'm Greg, your host as always. Um, going to be talking about common fights and relationships. And I posted down below a lot of feedback on it. And a lot of people maybe were correct. And again, this is very subjective, very different for each relationship or marriage. So we're going to be talking about the common fights in a relationship or marriage right after this. So pay attention to the Art of Relationship Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm just doing a little um, edit in uh, on the post, but we're going to be talking about uh, what are the main issues or fights in a relationship, okay? You can join in down below, and I'm going to get more in-depth than I did yesterday with the post, uh, you know, yesterday about common issues or what are the common fights in relationships, okay? And these I see in my office on a daily basis, okay? And the biggest aspects, you know, are not, you know, I'm not going to give it, you know, in order prioritize because everybody's different. So we can talk about, you know, main issues I deal with somebody cheated, right? And I look at, okay, one issue with cheating, what caused it big time, right? And I've done numerous shows on cheating, healing from affairs, um, trying to earn that trust back again, okay? But the foundations to cheating usually are based in these common issues the underlying aspects, okay? It could be about, let's face it, let's throw it out there. What about parenting, about discipline of the children, okay? And this is one they fight off and on. It's when one parent undercuts the other one's authority, especially in front of the kids, okay? Oh, you know what? Your dad was being too mean or mom was being too mean. It's where one parent tends to be a lot more permissive than the other parent, or one parent is a very, you know, disciplinarian, very, you know, authoritarian type aspect where, you know, everything is black and white, everything is right and wrong. And you're going to do, as I say all the time, I'm all about kids having discipline and consequences big time. We need more of that in over the last 10 years, at least. But, you know, it's where people are totally at opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to parenting dynamics. One is permissive. The other one isn't. And everybody assumes, right? Oh, the mother is always the permissive one, the one that lets the kids off. Oh, hell no. <laughs> There's a lot of fathers out there that are also very permissive and they don't want to be the bad guy all the time, if you will. Okay. Air quotes, right? Um, especially, you know, in nowadays with the high divorce rate, a lot of parents um, and fathers, if they don't share 50-50 parenting, they might see the kids, you know, one, two days a week, every other weekend type of thing. And they don't want to be the bad parent. And always, I see the kids and every time I'm always yelling, screaming at them for, you know, getting in trouble or discipline them type of aspect. So it's a big, big uh, battle that creates a lot of issues. And when you feel alienated as a parent, it gets very, very difficult, right? It's like, oh, you start feeling your kids hate you. You're always the bad, you know, the bad mom, the bad dad, the tough one, that type of aspect, okay? So parenting do domains tend to be a huge issue that I deal with in 
my office, okay? And it might not be the number one thing. Like I said, a lot of things I deal with, somebody cheated, that type of aspect. But these are the core issues that I see that tend to relate to the cheating or are maybe a correlation to that aspect, okay? This is a big one, and maybe you can relate to this, is time together, that you don't have enough time spent together. One person works a lot of aspects, okay? I know I work a lot too. I love doing what I do, so, you know, I do work a lot, but there's got to be a work-life balance, and how do you make your partner feel special, how to feel um, important, that type of aspect, and let's face it, it's spending time together. And not only those aspects that we know with time together, it comes down to about feeling important in your relationship. Does your partner actually like you, love you, eh, and it always creates an argument or a fight? Oh, my God, you don't care about me. You don't love me. And it turns into that aspect, right? I feel lonely. I feel abandoned in this relationship. Why am I in this relationship? Why am I even married? We don't even spend time together. You don't even want to. You get me? How many people have been there in these aspects? And to be able to look at these elements to where, you know what? I am not going to go into, you know, these aspects and these elements and fight anymore. Now, what can we do about it? Okay. What does enough time look like in between paying the bills, running the kids here and there, uh, spending time with friends, family? It's when one person feels abandoned. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, a fantasy aspect. There's got to be a give and take and a balance between what individuality is in the relationship as a whole and come together. This issue is when, you know, one person wants one thing and the other person, again, they're at total opposites in extremes of these issues when it comes to parenting, when it comes to the time together. One person only wants one or two hours together, you know, with their partner and the other one wants, you know, maybe a total of 40 hours a week together, that type of aspect. And again, it's not a right or wrong. It's looking at what works for each individual, but that balance of time together to show each other, you know, you love each other, not only, you know, time together, what are you doing to connect in those elements? And, you know, you could spend time together, but you're, you know, let's face it, we're all guilty. We're on our phones or maybe you can laugh or talk about a TV show, that type of aspect. Okay. And again, it's not a right or wrong. It's looking at what works for you and the time issues. So time together and how much time you spend together tends to be a huge battle I deal with on a daily basis. And again, people, everybody assumes it's always men, you know, working so much and not spending enough time. There's a lot of men I see um, with couples and individuals that they are the ones complaining that they're not getting enough time from, you know, their partners or their ladies, right? That they're always off with friends, always with family members, that type of thing. And they don't feel important. Um, so there's got to be that balance and that common theme about those elements, okay? Now, let's talk about money. Ooh, again, right? Finances. And a lot of people down below this post talked about money, finances. That tends to be a major issue where, you know, again, extreme. One could be a very, very uh, frugal, um, tight, wide is the word that a lot of people use, right? You're such a tight wide. You're tight with your money. And 
The other one could care less about money and spends everything. Those two opposites are going to create a huge issue. Or, you know, one person, uh, Greg, we want to build a, you know, we want to build a business. We want to build an empire for our family. You know, I hear this a lot, you know, whatever that means or money, you know, and different ways to go about doing that. Or one person has this, you know, they want to save $500,000 and the other one could care less about that. And they're good with $50,000. You know, that I'm just using extreme, you know, extremes. And again, it's not a right or wrong. It's where one person, you know, is totally against or, you know, doesn't want to live the way the other one does when it comes to money and finances. Let's face it, right? It comes over to a power trip too, where if one person is making all the money, I'm making all the rules in the household because I make all the money. And the other one feels belittled. They feel left out. They feel neglected when it comes to financial decisions. And again, you know, I get goaded in. I get, you know, try to get sucked into a lot of situations and telling people it's a right or wrong or you should do it this way, that way. That's bias. That's judgmental. And if you have any therapists out there that tell you that, you need to get the hell away from them. Um, but it's about what works for you. And if you are at total odds with these aspects, again, that's where the issues come in. And maybe you want different lifestyles. And this is about finances as well. Some people want, you know what? I want my lady to work. I want both of us to work all the time. I want, you know, one person. Finances, let's face it, could also include a prenuptial agreement in the battle you know, that comes in, oh, if you really love me, you wouldn't have me sign it. Well, if you really love me, you'd have me sign it. Um, and it's that type of thing. You know, when it comes down to divorces or splitting that type of aspect, putting names on deeds, mortgages, that type of aspect where one person, you know, feels like if they're putting all the money into it, say down payment on a house, right? They're the one putting it down payment on a house, the woman or the man, and then five years later, they get divorced and you're still entitled to 50%. Why is that fair when I'm the one that put all the money down? Um, I, so there's a lot of dynamics that come into finances that create a lot of ordeals and about how people should spend money, how people should save money, and you know how you contribute equally or whatever it is to the bills. And again, it's not a right or wrong. It's what works for your situation. You know, finances too. Oh, we're married or living together. All the money should go in one pot, whatever. That doesn't work for everybody. It might work for you. It might not work for anybody, especially if people, men or women, have been through a divorce and they got screwed over financially. And all of a sudden now, I ain't putting my money all together anymore. Screw that, you know, type of thing. So it's about what works for you and what you feel is fair. And it's not about being selfish and about, you know, oh, it's all about how things affect me. But what has your partner been through? How does things affect your partner when it comes to finances, that type of element? And again, if you're at two opposite ends of that spectrum, it's going to create havoc and you're going to create fights and miserable and chances are you're going to be headed towards a divorce. I don't want that for anybody. So is there a happy medium that works for you when it comes to financial aspects? Okay. Ah, now let's get to maybe one of my favorites, most people's, right? The argument about sex, right? And the argument, let's face it, it's about frequency, right? That's mostly where it comes from. And I tell people left and right, 
Everybody assumes it's the men complaining they ain't getting enough booty. They're not getting enough sex, okay? I can tell you over the last 13, 14 years, been keeping unofficial stats. Most of the complaints coming from not getting enough booty are women, believe it or not, that they don't feel desired. They don't feel um, attractive. They don't feel like they turn their partner on. And again, there's men. I'm not saying men aren't in this category. There's a lot of men that are too. And when we don't feel attractive to our partner, when we don't feel like we connect and we look at, is it, you know, the physical chemistry aspect of sex or is the sex just the consequence of what's going on in a relationship, meaning the emotional connection is not there. Here, you don't want to talk to me. You don't want to see how I'm doing. You don't want to connect with me emotionally, but you want me to, you know, have sex with you. You want me to spread my legs or get hard for you, right? And those elements can be very, very dicey, as we all know. And when we don't feel desired, you know, attracted to our partner or even loved, then let's face it, these fights lead to, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, you know, could be an affair, cheating, that type of aspect. I don't ever justify or condone those avenues or, you know, cheating, that type of thing. Never. But I look at understanding what's going on so we can repair it. And hopefully, you know what? It never happens again. Plain and simple, right? Never condone it, but we have to look at the underlying issues. Now, with sex, not only frequency, what if one person is very vocal and verbal sexually and they want to talk dirty to their partner and their partner is like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, that type of thing, or a guy. There's a lot of women I talk to, they love talking dirty. And I'm like, woohoo, yeah, baby. They love talking dirty and their guy is sort of squeamish about it. Um, and it could be about styles too, right? One person loves missionary all the time and the other person, you know, wants maybe, you know, the woman in front, doggy style, woman on top um, or partner on top, right? In same sex relationships. So it's not all, you know, about heterosexual. These cut across all relationship dynamics and orientations, okay? You know, frequency, of course, right? It could be the energy, the, the level of passion with each other. It could be, you know, foreplay. What about oral sex? One person loves it. The other one doesn't. And it's one of those things most people do not want sex out of obligation, right? Oh, you know what? I'm going to take one for the team anyways and just give it up, man or woman. No, most people aren't turned on by that, right? So sex, you look at, you know, the emotional, you know, mind, body, heart, and soul of sex and what's going on. And again, when there are total opposites and you have total different sexual appetites in a relationship, you're going to be unhappy and it's always going to create issues, right? It's like one person, man or woman, doesn't want to have sex with their partner, whatever, right? Partner, husband, wife, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you know, I don't want to have sex with you, but you better not go out and have sex with somebody else. And you're like, you know, that's cheating, whatever. But if you don't want to have sex with me, then my question is, you know what? Are you still wanting to be in that relationship or marriage, right? I'm blunt. Uh, I'm all about trying to save and preserve and heal relationships or marriages, but not all of them can be, okay? So, but you have to look at how you want to live. And these expectations are huge uh, talking about um, parenting talking about sex, talking about finances, you know, talking about 
time together in those elements. And again, it is not a right or wrong situation in those aspects, okay? And the last one I'm going to talk about, let's face it, I get calls all the time, communication issues, okay? Um, so communication, or I talk about is it communication issues or is it perceptions of what is being communicated, right? One person says this and the other one takes it like it's an attack. You know, are you talking about your voice tone, facial expressions, the words used, right? There's difference where, yeah, I love you versus, you know what? I love you. Oh my God, you're my life. You know, there's huge difference about inflections and what's going on about how you communicate. And is it a perception about what is being said or what is being heard. And a lot of couples deal with this or with communication. You're not listening to me. You don't care what I have to say. And these are where all the fights come into and the elements about looking at communication styles. One person is, you know, loves to talk deep about anything and about issues. And one person is like just, you know, a monologue. Yes, no, eh, maybe. And the other one's like leaving, leaving the other one being, you know, hanging out there to dry, sort of speak about me. And I want more depth. I want more communication. I want to feel like we connect on that, you know, communication level. Not only communication about, you know, one person could be great about communicating their schedule, their work schedule, their schedule meeting. Uh, maybe somebody is taking care of their sick mom. And, you know, communication is huge in the world and the workplace and everything else. And you want to be looking at, okay, how can I communicate better so you hear and understand what I'm saying? And it, can you question it? You know, are you mad at me? It sounds like you're mad. Oh, no, no, I might be just tired. Versus that you, oh my God, you're, I'm thinking you're mad at me. So guess what? I'm being attacked. So I'm going to attack back. And now nobody is listening to each other. Another aspect about communication. How many people want to be heard, right? Raise your hand. We all do, right? Well, how many people also are great at listening to what your partner has to say and you're not over-talking the other one, right? And when you start over-talking the other one, when you are communicating, right, the other person is going to feel ignored, shut down, fine. I'm not, you're going to talk over me all the time. I'm not going to talk to me. And I get it. My, see, Greg, this is what happens all the time. And I get it from clients, you know, on a daily basis. See, Greg, this is a perfect example of what I mean. I'm not over-talking you. And I'm like, you know what? You are, <laughs> you know, you know, and I get you want to be heard. That's important. But you have to take turns, okay? Both people need to be heard and understood. So hopefully these elements will help you and look at, you know, how do you set parameters about parenting, about finances, about you know, sex, what are your expectations for all these aspects? What is the main fight and underlying issue about that? Do you feel like you're powerless? Do you feel like, you know, that you have no say so in your life or, you know, when it comes to these aspects, when it comes to finances, when it comes to um, parenting, about discipline measures, about consequences for kids, communication styles, right? I can't talk to you or feel safe talking to you about anything because you're going to get defensive or you're going to, you know, want to yell and scream, or maybe you shut down instead of yelling and screaming. And we never talk. We never resolve aspects. Okay. Time together. And, you know, we can also throw out there. What about the influence about 
in-laws, right? In-laws or I commented down below on someone, in-laws or outlaws, right? Where one person is very close with their family and you know what? They're all doing everything, but they neglect you. And that's part of the time together too, um, what that means and about balancing about family time and what the importance of, you know, in-laws, outlaws, all that aspect and how much influence you allow them to have in your life. You know, do you always listen to your, your mother, but you're not listening to your husband or wife, that type of thing. You get me that you're always taking sides of your family. Oh, it's my family. I can't go against them. And your partner is feeling left out, neglected, not important, not even cared about. It's about, you know, being loyal and is it you two against the world? Or if you are always taking the side of your family and listening to your family and not your partner, and I'm not talking, you know, situations of abuse, verbal, physical abuse. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I'm talking about daily aspect that they might disagree and you're always taking your family side and not having your partners back and, you know, about loyalty, that type of aspect. And my question is, if you're always taking your family side and not looking at your partner, why don't you go back living with your partner or living with your family again? Right. Why are you married? Why are you in a relationship? I told people I can be blunt, but I do it for a reason to, you know what, if you always, you agree, then go, go back, live with them. That's okay. But it might not work for a relationship or marriage. Okay. So it's about you two together against the world. And I'm not talking about when there's situations of, you know, domestic violence and, you know, verbal bashing on a daily basis, arguing, that's not healthy for anybody, okay? So hopefully these tips can help you look at these areas, look at expectations, how you want to live before you live together, before you get married. It's crucial. It's important, okay? And you don't want people to come out and lie to you. Oh, I want things this way. And they're lying to you. Oh, it should be this way. Um, when you start living together and the reality changes. Oh, hell no. I'm not about people lying and betraying uh, others and being fraudulent, okay? So peace and love to everybody out there. Uh, check out my website, as always, theartofrelationships.org. It's down below along with my public figure page on Facebook. Check it out. Um, I got a YouTube channel out there, The Art of Relationships with Greg Dzinski. Uh, Check it out. I appreciate all the subscriptions, follows, likes, all that stuff. And let's kick off 2021 out there. Let's kick it off in a right way, okay? And peace and love again to everybody out there. Good thing 2020 is over with. Bye-bye. Peace. There's no better time to go for a huge score than during BetMGM's March matchups. And right now, you can make sure your first bet is a slam dunk. Simply download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any college basketball tournament game. If any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. And the opportunities for celebration don't stop after the net is cut down. Try BetMGM's innovative parlay selection features, boosted odds specials, daily promotions, and more on all your favorite sports. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code CHAMPION200 when you sign up. Then place a money line bet during BetMGM's March matchups and you'll win $200 in free bets if any team hits a three during the college tournament. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700.